This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you, the person listening to my voice right now. You. 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 You have supported Says Who by going to patreon.com slash says who and have signed up to help us put this out. And so we thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Hi, this is Maureen. I wrote a book. I've written more than one book, but the most recent one is called The Vanishing Stare. It's a sequel to Truly Devious. It's a mystery trilogy. And if you like mysteries, maybe you'll like it. And that's it. I mean, it's out now. You could just go and get it if you wanted it. If you wanted to give someone mystery, you should start with Truly Devious. I just want to tell you that. You need to start with Truly Devious. But only if you want. There's no pressure in this relationship. Just letting you know it's out there. Out now. Man, it's a little too early to get in the pool. <sighs> I could walk on the beach, I guess. It's not like Dan to be late, but I don't know. I'll just take a I'll walk on the... Oh, you know what I should do is I should get a coconut. Just knock a hole in it. I don't even use straws anymore. I just turn that coconut back and drink the... Nice cold coconut water and (sighs) should be a good podcast this week. Uh, It's been a pretty chill week. I don't know where Dan is, but oh, I should get on the unicorn floaty and float. I'm going to, I just, you know what? I'm just going to take a quick float in the pool. I don't think he's coming. Let's get in here. Maureen. Oh, hey, Dan. I was just about to get in the pool. Maureen. Dan. Look, Costa Rica is incredible. I have seen Dan. I, I can't the 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 wildlife. I, there was Maureen. a monkey. It's time. No, no, Dan. I I'm in Costa Rica. I don't I don't have to come back. We I don't. Need, we have to record the podcast. Dan, I don't I don't know what's been going on. I don't. It's time. No, Dan. I, Dan, I don't I don't want to go back, Dan. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Rain Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker, and Maureen, you sound refreshed coming to you live from costa rica not just not just from you are outside i am tell me about tell me about your recording i saw a photo of this tell me Mm -hmm. about your recording setup the house that we're at is on the beach there's a promenade a a column of palm trees that lead down to the beach it's about a 200 pace walk in front of me is a beautiful soft still pool with an infinity view to the beach, and there's a unicorn floaty that's floating gently through the breeze. Oh, there's sure. all, there's all, the house is very land. There's lots of lush greenery around me, and I'm in a big round kind of cabana. 
like a tropical cabana with a round outdoor bed and a bed of pillows. And that, oh. and I'm sitting here with a cup of Costa Rican coffee. Um, I saw the one of the house dogs earlier. I gave her a scritch. And there was a howler monkey in the tree. How are you? Um, I'm I'm fine. You know what? Let's let's not record today. Well, Dan, I I genuinely don't know what's going on. In yeah. fact, Dan, last night, for the first time since I've been here, where we are on this beach in Costa Rica, the there is no cell phone signal to speak of. There's one spot that um, is kind of, if you kind of go out the front door and stand on a bench, you can kind of get a signal. But I refer to that as Snake Mountain because while it, there's only been one snake and I wasn't even here when the snake was here because the house is mostly outdoors. Our bedrooms are these indoor, they're all, they all face outside and you go inside and shut the door. But the house itself is entirely outdoors, including the kitchen, the, all the living spaces. There are no enclosed living spaces. In fact, my bathroom is entirely outdoor bathroom. The whole thing. Wow. It's, like a, it's a big outdoor. It's got a kind of bamboo wall around it and the showers are out. And the whole thing, which means when I go out there at night, I rattle the door. Sure. Um, just, you know. Never know if there's any, a monkey in there pooping. If anybody came to visit. You know, but there was apparently two days before I got here, there was a what we think was a rattlesnake in the pantry. Oh, sure. I've never seen it. Uh, never came again. Didn't bother anybody. And we think it was just chasing a like a rat that had been running through the underbrush. And oh, oh, no problem. It was just chasing a rat through the pantry. It never came back in. In fact, uh, everybody was like, oh, we've never had a rat. Oh, you know, that doesn't really happen. We did have the howler monkey that came and watched us. We had a beautiful tiger heron. One, it's one of those beautiful birds I've ever seen. It sort of looks like a dinosaur. The squirrels here are a bright copper red. They're beautiful. There's butterflies, little bats that fly around at night, eating you know mosquitoes and doing good deeds. It's been. Been, sounds like paradise. But the internet went out last night, is what I was saying. Like, when you're out here, you're out. Our internet went down, and all of us were like, we have no, because we work here. We're here to work. Right. So right. we all sit with our computers in various lovely locations and work. But all of us collectively went, no, no, no internet, no, no. And we, I, I genuinely, I didn't watch the state of the, I don't know, Dan. I don't know what's been happening. So just, you are there on a writing retreat. You are I working am. on your follow-up to The Vanishing Stair. I am. You started your week before you got on the plane to go to Paradise, learning that you are, that The Vanishing Stair is on the New York Times bestseller list. That is true. Then you got on an airplane. Mm -hmm. And you flew from winter New York mm -hmm. to beautiful Costa Rica, where you are surrounded by sun and water and friends. In a very remote location, yes. That's been, so from New York Times bestseller list to paradise, that's been your whole week. 
Not going to lie to you, Dan. I just think we shouldn't record. Dan, I need to know what's happening. I just don't know that you do. I think that you need to just, like, you're the designated survivor here. Dan, I will say that before I got here, I was feeling really ground down, kind of depressed, stressed out. I couldn't write. I had, you know, I'd been having a really hard time. And more or less 15 minutes after I got here, I was in the pool in the middle of a story conference with another write, with a, because that's what we conference. And then I sat down an hour after I arrived, wrote up a plan, and just started writing. Like, like there was nothing to it, which shows that we can recover. <laughs> Apparently, all, I got here. I was like, oh, yep, yep. Um, I'm, I'm here. I'm back to work. Everything's fine. I'm not broken. So well, let's Dan. bring I, all I, that to a grinding halt. Oh, Dan, it'll be fine. What? I, it doesn't even sound like much has been going on. Mm, very what? nervous. I don't want to. I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the one to do this to you. Being Why didn't away I book a guest this week? It, really, being away from it, I really was not in a great place. And I, I am very lucky to come here. It's a one-week thing. I'm in and I'm out. But I feel like I entirely recovered <sighs> myself. Oh, we're going to undo all that right now. What? I just, you know. I, so I, I've been kind of glancing. It doesn't. I didn't see anything. I mean, I'm not online all day, but I, I didn't see anything. It, it doesn't seem like... I mean, it hasn't been the worst week there ever. There you go, see? But, uh, but the State of the Union was last night. That is actually why, says Whovians, we are out a little bit later in the day uh, here on Wednesday the 6th. Uh, we waited... Since Maureen, I, I forbid Maureen from watching it. And then it turns out the internet forbid you as well. There's also uh, no television here. Yeah. And so uh, we decided that we would just get together in the morning on the day we come out. And I would, I would catch you up. And here is the thing, Maureen. As he got up onto the podium to speak, I had a realization. Mm-hmm. I hate the State of the Union. Yep. It is a stupid fucking speech. I don't care who's giving it. It's terrible. It is a useless artifact of a time before. Now it is just cheesy poetry and partisan clap lines and then this sort of endless introduction of people of symbolism sitting in the viewing galleries and it is just dumb and mm -hmm. it's especially dumb when it comes out of donald trump's mouth didn't see it myself yeah so there was a lot of like what is best described and i feel bad because i actually know a lot of very good high school poets, but it was there was a lot of high school poetry, mm. <laughs> like bad, bad high school poetry. Greatness. So he early on, he had this sort of flourish. So first of all, this is a Donald Trump speech with flourish. So, you know, that's bad already. Right. 
it was delivered. This was this was low energy Donald Trump at his lowest of energy. Do you remember back when you would listen to records? And you would have a 45, and sometimes you'd put the 45 on set to 33. And so the record would play yeah, imagine, like this. Imagine turning your podcast app to the, the slower speed. That's just yes. what it sounded like. Yeah. That was this speech. Mm-hmm. He has this way of talking... That he has been clearly coached on how to do. And it has the effect of lulling you into a stupor. And you don't remember anything he said. And that was how he delivered the speech for, I shit you not, Maureen, 90 minutes. Since I've been down here, Dan, I have appreciated a slower lifestyle. It was a slower speech, and it was full of dumb flourish. So back to the flourish. So early on, he gets into these, like... I guess they're not rhyming. You're an author. You'll know what this is. They're not rhyming couplets, but it's some sort of alliterative phrasing where he gives the options of greatness or gridlock, results or resistance, vision or vengeance. Right. Well, they are alliterative phrases. There you go. And then... then Which is what you just said, Dan. Dan, you had it. Dan, it's all good, Dan. Look at me. (laughs) Look at me. You're not the only one that's a writer around here. That's that's right. Anyway, then he does a great little uh, little rhyme where if there's going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation. It's a tough rhyme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If there's going to be peace... And legislation. What's the next line? There can't be war and investigation. There's going to be peace and legislation. There can't be war and investigation. I mean. The syllables are off. <sighs> yeah. So that, that one actually made Nancy Pelosi smirk. If we can't, we can't have peace if. If anything is investigated? Yes. Yes, he tied he he greatly tied both peace and any amount of legislative work to ending the investigations on him. Right. Yeah, which seems totally realistic. Right. Yeah. Because the- everybody knows. I mean, it's a kind of historical fact that you can't have a peaceful time if if crime is being investigated. Right. No, that's true. That's how it works. That's how that works. It was so dumb. It was just dumb. Like, it was like that kind of shit. And then this, like, really 
you know, I hope we can govern not as two parties, but as one nation kind of bullshit, you know, where it's just like the belief that you can just kind of turn these saccharine bipartisan phrasing and then everyone's like, oh, cool, great, we're good now. Like, oh, right, we'll do that. When it's the same piece of shit delivering them. It's a birthday card. It's a Hallmark birthday card from someone who hates you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly that. And in fact, he kept, like, even in these, like, you know, sort of grandiose Hallmark calls for working together, he would still, you know, choose phrasing like the Democrat agenda and shit like that, where it's just like, oh, come on, dude. Like, just fucking fuck yourself. That's how I felt. Mm. That's how I felt the whole time. There were a couple of highlights. One was all of the women or most of the women in the Democratic House all wore white. And uh, which they di- also did in 2017, I learned um, for his for uh, as, a, as a way of kind of being able to, you know, show their power. It's a it's a hearkening back to the suffragettes and all of that. But they're just it was it was a brilliant bit of stagecraft because when they would cut to uh the reverse shot so you would see the actual house chambers like it just there's just this block of white on the right side of everything you know and you just realize like how many women there are it was amazing nancy pelosi also sitting in back wearing white um the other really fun thing was they would cut or, you know, they would they would do cutaways. I watched on C-SPAN, so the cutaways were probably a little less meaningful than on other channels, although maybe it's just one channel um, or one one set of cameras. But um, they would cut away to Democrats and it was like a it was like a tour de force of stink faces the whole time. <laughs> Every cutaway was just who can make the better stink face. AOC had an amazing death stare that she just sort of like locked on the whole time. <sighs> Kamala Harris did a really good like head shake and a and a voicing of no. But um but yeah, Nancy Pelosi really stole the show with uh with a series of just sort of pursed lips, one very elaborate like golf clap situation that got caught in a photograph that will will go down in the pantheon of images of this yeah, time where she just about got this, this. But I didn't understand what was happening. So That's the only thing I heard is there's something about a clap. Yeah. So uh, there are there the another thing that makes the State of the Union stupid and demand whoever gives it, their party is the one that always applauds and the other party never applauds. Right. And <clears throat> there was one moment where the Democrats and specifically the Democratic women started applauding and it was a line. And I have to admit, I missed the beginning of the line because I had droned out at that point. Um, But it was a lot. He had been going about how all these different, you know, everyone was getting back to work in America and blah, blah, blah. And at one point he says something about, you know, there are all these jobs and so many of those jobs are being taken by women and the Democratic House women start cheering and and they're sort of cheer like laughing at him because the sort of the implication is like they took 
these mm-hmm. jobs, right? So everyone starts cheer. All these women start cheering and like laughing because it's clearly a very spontaneous moment, and they are like so. Then they kind of get caught up and realize, and so they're la- like, it's like an actual moment of levity, and uh, he looks surprised and then vaguely annoyed, and then says. You weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> what? Which was, yeah, which was amazing. Uh, and but it turns out he meant you weren't supposed to do that because he was about to go into a little section that was designed to get everyone to clap, which was talking about the historic vote in the House. Um, and at and at somewhere around there, Nancy Pelosi starts clapping and she does this re- I actually had to have someone send me the video because the there is a still of her that is just absolutely perfect of her like arms extended in a very over dramatic clap face the hands pointed directly to him her face has this amazing shit eating smirk on it and he's facing her Right. Like, it's just incredible. But it's like, how did that like, what was the context? So there's a moment where she stands up and starts applauding, but does this really like, like arms straight out towards him, like really fast clap. And you can tell she's clapping to get his attention. So he then turns around toward her and she just flashes this fucking smirk at him. And then he turns back. So I have that a was question. A, yes, I have ma'am. a question about this. When he says you weren't supposed to do that, is he saying it like in a joking tone? Sort of. Like he's just genuinely, you can tell he's genuinely surprised because up to this point, it has been nothing but shits like death stares and like and shit faces at him from the democratic side of the of the seating arrangement. And like he's genuinely surprised, but it's that that thing where it's like he says it sort of joking, but also he's sort of pissed, you know, like like anything that he does. It's right. It was a it was a it was an actual moment of surprise. And you could tell that caught him off guard, especially because it came right before what clearly they had positioned as this is a moment where everyone will clap. Wow. Yeah, it was um, it was funny. And it was it was. Uh, yeah, it just it's a dumb fucking speech. There was a lot of like World War Two and D-Day and Normandy and like just shit that it's like they had all like various guests who were Holocaust survivors and and just stuff that it's like, you know, they were like, well, if we put this thing in, everyone will clap. We'll get everyone to clap here because the, otherwise they're monsters. You know, it's just that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um couple more things. So, again, lots of weird guests chosen. One of them was a boy named Joshua Trump. Unrelated. Really? Invited by Melania because he has been teased at school because his last name is Trump. You kidding me? I kid you not, Maureen. I kid you not. Joshua, though... The hero of the night, by the end of it, fast asleep. (laughs) (laughs) He had just straight up passed out by the end of that 90 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, another Trump was there, Maureen. And this Ooh. was, to me, the highlight of the whole night. Tiffany was there. What? And she wore white. Dan? <laughs> it's going to be Tiff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I immediately, as soon as I saw her, I was like, wait, who is that in white up in the, oh shit, that's Tiffany. Because um, the other thing that I need, that you need to know is, is Ivanka and Millennia were black. Right? Like they, clearly there was a, oh shit, the Democrats are wearing white. Quick. Dress like Quick. the villainesses we are. Right. Look yeah. like that, like uh, as much like Cruel de Vil as possible. Yeah. 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 And so and then there's Tiffany in white. And I immediately was thinking back to our Mar-a-Lago murders. Oh, yeah. 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 Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Dan. I know. I know. Oh, my God. I can hear something chirping behind you. There are a lot of tropical birds here, Dan. Oh. Just sounds so nice, and uh, a lot of beautiful flowers, birds of paradise. Um, I look, it's not important. You know, it's nice here too. We were supposed to get an ice storm last night, and it didn't happen. It was only See? rain. So that's nice. So yeah, we're it's basically the same. When I listen back to this, Dan, I'll probably be, you know, like in New York. Hating past me. Just don't go. Just don't be on that plane. I will say this, Dan. To get here, you have to take... Well, first, it's a it's a it's one major, you know, like a major carrier flight. And then you get to this little airport, which is lovely, but very small, where you get real Colombian... Co- oh, sorry, not real Colombian. Real Costa Rican coffee. The money has monkeys and sharks on it. That is awesome. Which makes it, it's bright yellow money with monkeys on it. That is like the dream money of my childhood. It's amazing. You just know you're in a good place where the money is bright yellow and covered in monkeys. You're like, this is a good place. Then you get on this, they give you kind of a, there's these rocking chairs in the airport. And then they come and they're like, okay, everyone get on the plane. And then you walk out. There's a bunch of these little tiny planes and the pilots are like, okay, just just chuck your stuff in the back here. And there's like kind of a little tarp. It's about a little two-foot space. And you chuck your stuff in. And you sit down. You sit anywhere. It's like a school bus. They're kind of like school bus seats. And they, they in fact, they look exactly like school bus seats. <laughs> there's Except there's only two on. There's a double one on one side and a single one on the other. Okay. And you, you put the little belt on. And the belt's like a kind of cross strap, too. Like you really are in a, like in a car. And then you just kind of, and then they, someone's, you know, they spin the propeller and you, and you, and you're, the pilots are right there. Like you can touch the back of their head. <laughs> They're just there. And, uh, and I'm like, wow, this is a, this is a teeny little plane. And then you're just going up in the sky and you know, the little plane bobs around and then suddenly you're like, I'm in a tiny plane that's bobbing yeah. up and down and i just turned on some music and jammed to it like it was uh 
I enjoyed some some David Bowie, some Beatles, as I just felt right, just as I bobbed up and down. Uh, and then I was I thought uh, the bros in front of me were going to try to touch the pilot's head, so I started to make a plan of how to <laughs> to take them down. Okay. And they didn't. But I was like, if they touch that guy's head, I'm going to put him in a choke lock. And then. Then I thought we were going to crash into the water, but it turns out, and I wasn't, I was surprisingly chill about it. I was like, well, it looks like we're going to crash into this water. I think that that's, this looks like that's just the tarp up here. I think we just take this off and jump out when we hit the water. I guess that's what we do. And um, it turns out, Dan, that the, it's the reason it looked like that is because the landing strip starts on the beach. So, yeah. So we come down basically on the beach and then the plane just stops and it goes into, it stops being runway and goes into, you know, the gravel when you're driving your car slowly on a gravel parking lot. Yeah. It turns into a gravel parking lot, Dan. Wow. So I've never heard a plane. It sounds like when you're pulling into like a, sure. like behind, behind a, a deli or something like you're suddenly like <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. And they're like, okay, we're here. And then you get out of the plane in this gravel parking lot. You're just there. And then there's no airport on that side. It's just like a little overhang, like yeah. a little metal overhang. You grab your bags and you drag them across the gravel. I hit, I almost bumped into the wing of the other plane because it's just there. Uh-huh. And then you're just there. Don't you're just come. there. Don't come back. Just stay. And then, then you get in a car and the driver's like, he was explaining, he's like, some roads are rivers. And I, I thought it was a translation issue, but it wasn't because the road to the, the beach town is just dirt paths, beautiful dirt paths through the far, through the jungle. They mm-hmm. go way up, way down. Like it's sure. great. Like you're up, you're down. Like it's, it's a, it's not, there's nothing paved ever, not for a second. Yeah. And then occasionally we just start driving through the river. And he meant some roads are rivers and it means like it's because they're shallow. They're only like six or seven inches deep or maybe a foot. And you're just driving through them to go up to the next road. There you go. It sounds like a lot of work to come back. So just stay. It's it's not going to be a short trip. If the house is all open air, you can just no one would find you. Just stay, live in the jungle, chase rats into the pantry every now and then. Live like a rattlesnake. The 12-hour journey home, just because of the stops and things, I will have plenty of time to readjust my mind to what's coming. Don't. Don't do it. Mm. Don't do it. Stay. I Also, I'll say this, Dan. Costa Rica, a couple things about this country. One of their main priorities, the environment. They've made total sustainability a goal. Nothing is wasted here. Um, That's The house is mostly outside. You can, there's a fan in the rooms and you can turn on, if you have to, a little, a little air conditioner, but they, you know, we turn them off if the second they're not in use. Um, the bathroom's outside. I'm going to tell you a little factoid. You don't put toilet paper in the toilet here. Yeah. You put it in a special eco bucket. Let me ask you a question. You're there to okay. work. Yes. Approximately how much... In a percentage of your waking time, would you say you're spending working versus just kind of hanging out and relaxing? 
at least 50, if not 60. Is work. Maybe 70. Yeah. Because even when we're hanging out, we're talking books and structure. So then the the time that you're just kind of spending for yourself, 30-ish percent? Not even. Honestly, we're really, we're all together. Um, we talk about books, yeah, book structure, plot, story problems. It's well, almost, yeah. You, it's, yeah. you are spending more time working in Costa Rica than the president of the United States is spending working in the White House. Because Maureen, one of the things that you missed this week is that a White House staffer leaked Trump's private schedule from election day to now to Axios. Tell me more. It is discovered that he is spending 60% of his waking time in executive time. How much was that? 60? 60. Six uh-huh. zero. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, uh, Axios dropped a, a large piece, including a visualization of every day uh, from November 7th to uh, whenever it was that they published. His work days, and we sort of already knew this, but his work days don't start till 11 a.m. And more often than not, he's back in executive time by about 1.30 in the afternoon with a few meetings and things like that punctuated in uh, a little bit later in the afternoon. So is, you is, are much harder is, at work than he is. Is executive time defined in any way? Uh, yes. In the article, they say, you know, it is spent in the residence uh, watching TV and tweeting. Though the actual the actual schedules say the location is the Oval Office, but there's enough uh, other evidence that he is n- definitely not in the Oval Office at that time. So he watches TV and tweets until yeah. around 11 in the morning. Yeah. And doesn't he get up really early? Yeah. Yeah. He wakes up around uh, 5.36 a.m. So that's a good six hours of getting some internet on. Yeah. Yeah. That's... He what is he doing on Twitter all that time though? Because he doesn't, you know, he tweets a lot, but that seems to indicate that maybe he's reading some tweets. Oh, you know, he's spending he's spending hours reading tweets about how great he is. What what? But do you think he has another Twitter that he follows, like uh, like a Riverdale Twitter or? You know what I mean? Like, what's his fandom Twitter? Does he have a... His fandom is himself. He has no fandom but himself. And you do, do you think he's reading the hater? The hater tweet? Like, do you think he's hate reading? Yeah, I do. I mean, and he's also hate watching. Like, rem- mm-hmm. like, for as much as he swears up and down that A, he doesn't watch a lot of TV, and B, that he doesn't watch CNN, he will often tweet annoyed things about CNN. So, yeah, he's hate watching. I I would guess that he is watching mo- much more than he is reading Twitter. Mm. <clears throat> but so you yeah. think he's got a bunch of TVs on? Yes. I, I would I would guess that his he has a room in the private residence that looks like a sports bar. Right. 
just TVs everywhere. It's depressing. It is. Yeah, I told you, Maureen, we should have stopped. Another thing about this particular, about Costa Rica in general, is there are a lot of dogs. Everybody has a dog. And when you go down to beach at, sun- at sunset, everybody's dog comes out with their dog. And the dogs, it's a giant, deep, long beach. Yeah. And all the dogs come out and play with each other and run around. And you can play fetch with them with coconuts. Oh, my goodness gracious. You throw like a little coconut into the water and they go, hey, and they run in and they grab it and they splash around. <sighs> and I will say this, Dan. So every, we, we usually go and splash around in these. It's a, they're pretty strong waves. It's a, it's a surfing beach. And I was out there and... I was with my friends and it's, you know, we're all in a group and this waves are coming and we're bobbing around. And all of a sudden I felt the undertow get me. Oh, and I was like, sure. oh. I was like, I have no purchase. Uh oh. And I went into a panic. Like I, I did the thing you're not supposed to right. do, which is panic. Yeah. It was very instantaneous. And I turned to my friend and said, I need oh. help. And she couldn't hear me at first. And I got hit by a wave, which didn't help. And then I was like, I need help. I need help. And then I, I think I was doing the universal signal. Like yeah. I was kind of lifted my arms up which meant that the lifeguard saw me and I was, I just said to my friend, Sarah, I need help getting out of the water. And she helped me because I, I well, as soon as I felt like I couldn't get the purchase, I, the, it was a very primal response. Yeah, sure. So, um, and I remember saying like, I'm not okay, please, you know, can you help me get out? And we got, you know, we, I was fine in the end. I was just mostly panic. And as we got to the, you know, as we, we, I walked out and as we got out, the lifeguard was coming in because she she kind of tells people warnings around 5 p.m. because apparently that's when it starts. Okay. And she said, I was going to come out and tell you guys to come back in a bit because it's starting. But here's the other thing, Dan, as I was coming in and or like as I was getting out and she was coming in to give us, you know, any help that we needed and mm-hmm. to tell us about the undertow, her dog swims up to me like per, like couple like not not far out but like enough and she said oh i'm training him to help with rescues oh my goodness this dog swam up to me to help me and he like he swam up was clearly like are you okay i'll take you back and i reached out and i touched the dog and i was like you came for me and he's like come on i'll take you back just stay i mean just save yourself we're all getting pulled under in this undertow save yourself there's a house dog named Lucy. Just stay. She, she walks through the far, like, through the jungle once, and she comes over to see me because she knows she wags her tail because she knows I will take her into the kitchen and give her some chicken or some bacon or whatever I find in the fridge. Yeah, see, that could be your life. You and Lucy could live in the jungle, and then run into the kitchen every now and then and steal things and play coconut k- yeah. fetch on the beach. Yeah, yeah, it's one you wouldn't need to know anything. Never again. You don't need to know anything. You're just in the jungle with Lucy the dog, eating coconuts and stealing bacon out of the fridge. We drink them fresh, Dan. You just knock a hole in them. Honestly, that's what we do. We just knock a hole in them with like a with a with a utensil, and then you don't even need a straw. You just tip them back. Coconut water comes out. I just feel like a real asshole here. And then you don't, there's no trash because then it's a natural container that's already on the beach that you just go and you take the little coconut and you play fetch with a dog with it. Just stay. Number one commitment, the environment. 
Also, there are other big commitments, education and healthcare. Just stay. Just stay. One of their stated goals was to, quote, make an army of teachers. Look at that. You are working harder than the president of the United States in a wonderful place. Just stay. There's nothing here. There's nothing here for you, Maureen. Let me tell you, BuzzFeed yesterday dropped a story about the Trump Tower Moscow that included, and you know that this was because they got dinged on their last Trump story. Uh, So they included 300 pages of documents, supporting documents. Basically, they have all of the receipts of conversations between Michael Cohen and Felix Sater around the Trump Tower Moscow meeting. And you would think, Maureen, that that would be a big deal. What the fuck was that? Well, Dan, what is that? That's one of our birds. Um, they have, we have two really beautiful kinds of birds that come and hang out and, and splash in the pool. Um, one is kind of looks like a cockatoo. Oh, yeah, there he is. He's white. He's got a little crest on his head. Blue wings. I believe I, I want to call him some kind of mockingjay. He's some kind of uh, mocking is in the word. He's um, he's very loud. He, he loves to come down and why, well, Dan, he's going to come down and splash. He's he's got a strong oh, call. God. Listen to that. Um, Just stay. He hang, he's over there in the tree where the howler monkeys sometimes come. Oh, my God. Just stay. Just don't come back. It's not important, Dan. Anyway, these 300 pages, they landed with a thud. N- nobody picked up the story. Nobody went with it. And they are bananas. And because I'm not in fucking paradise, I read them all. <laughs> Dan. And... It is insane. It is insane. It is text messages between Michael Cohen and, and Felix Sater. Felix Sater, for those of you that can't don't remember because you have better things to keep in your brain, he is a sort of a Russian-connected mobster-ish type who at one point went to jail for stabbing a guy in the face with a wine glass. Um right. They are going back and forth, and it is like all of the discussions around the Trump Tower Moscow deal. The most notable being that they are discussing well into 2016 the deal. Felix Sater is convinced that they should announce the deal in Russia before the election to win the election for Donald Trump. He literally says that getting the Trump in the in his text, getting the Trump Tower Moscow will achieve world peace. Why? It is fucking bananas. These texts, Maureen. Uh, A quick Caribbean side note. So one of the things about these texts, so they the texts vacillate between them planning and sort of thick as thieves planning and then them arguing. And often you don't know what they're arguing about, but like they there are periods of time where they aren't talking and they aren't getting along or they're yelling at each other. And Michael Cohen's like, I'm just going to do the deal on my own. The best being um, 
there is a moment where Seder is really pissed and Cohen's basically being like, fuck you, I'm going to do this on my own if you're going to stay pissed. And it turns out that Seder is pissed because Trump did an interview and he was asked if he knew Felix Seder. And Trump did the, I don't know if you're that guy. And he was mad about it. And he says, <laughs> there's this whole back and forth where Seder's pissed and he says that he couldn't even go to St. Bart's, the Caribbean island of St. Bart's. Because his kids were too upset that because Trump said he didn't know him. Do you hear the ocean, Dan? I don't. It's out there. I only hear the sound of my frustrated breathing. One of the things you get from being here where it is wild and you see, you know, you don't see a, a monkey in a cage. You see a monkey in a tree. And it's, you know, the temperature is the temperature. And it's, it's, um... Just how beautiful the world is. Yeah. Really comes Just through. Stay. Just stay. And how and how you you think about how we should spend every second of every day protecting it also comes through. And um Just stay. And how when you need it, the earth nurtures you. Whoa. Just by being itself. Just by listening to it and nothing else, like just the ocean itself will nurture you, the sun, but even like, even the cold, like there's a, there's a dignity and there's a beauty on a cold morning, that kind of soft sound of a snowy morning and how all our priorities should be about. Inundate me into a cult. All of our priorities should be about saving the world preserving the earth, fighting climate change, and helping each other and sharing everything. Man, just stay, Maureen. Listen to, listen to what a good place you're in. And Listen to this, what not a good place I'm in. Just stay. These grinding hate monsters who, who want to take everything and hold everything and, and they're, who are, you, you see with a lot of clarity how consumed in greed they are. Um, and to want to control a place like this or to want to cut even a leaf off a tree unless it, you know, it needs it to grow stronger, like is, would be a crime. And how happy the animals are in their, in their own habitat left, you know, left to their own devices. It's yeah. Stay, just stay. Just, I don't want to tell you the end of this, this, this document story. No, I want Dan, I, I want to know. So they're going back and forth. And remember, these are these are like text messages, like complete with the bubbles um, in them. And they are planning. There is a there is a, a it's like a business convention in St. Petersburg, Russia. And Felix Sater is like, this is where we should announce it. And good news, Vladimir Putin's going to be there. So I think we can get Trump and Putin up on stage and it's going to be perfect. I need your travel documents so that I can get the visas going. Like, that's how far along this shit was, right? And then there's a moment where Cohen just goes to ground. He stops writing him back. And Seder starts writing and being like, why are you ghosting me? Like, what's up? I need your travel documents. Can you send me your travel documents? Do you know what day that was, Maureen? 
No, Dad. June 9th, 2016. Do you know what day that was? It sounds very much like the... it's, I'm going to be wrong, but it's it's in the vicinity of the the national of the Republican convention. It is. It's, it is. It's a couple of. It's a month or so ahead. Mm-hmm. It is the day of Dojo's Trump Tower meeting with the Russians. Ah, yes. Yeah. Michael Cohen just doesn't write him back for de- for three days or four days. Then it is leaked to the press that the Russians hacked the DNC servers. That that is reported on June 14th. So five days later. That same day, Michael Cohen reemerges in the texts and Sater's like, what the fuck, man? I need all this shit. And Michael Cohen's like, we need to have a conversation. He's like, "Okay, cool. And he's like, no, we need to do it in person. Meet me at Trump Tower. And that's it. Boom. Done. So, no more communications between them after that point. Huh. Yeah. That all went nowhere in the press yesterday. Just stay, Maury. Just stay. Listen to that thing chirping behind you. Just stay. Just stay. We're not in a good place here. Dan, it's very warm here, and you don't wear a lot of clothes because it's too hot to. And one thing that's been impressed upon me is the beauty and dignity of of every human body in exactly the state it's in now um, is perfect and um, is completely accepted by nature and and all their persons. Um, and how you are how you are right now is right and wonderful. Just. Just and the thought that you would me. ever hate any part of yourself is is absurd. Because <laughs> you're a miracle. Just, you know? Just stay. Just stay. Stay. Save yourself. Just stay. Dan, it's... Um... I'm flying back on no, Friday, Dan. No, um... no. That's the day that... um. That's the day that the extension on the government shutdown is expires. No, that's next. That's a that's a week from Friday. Is it? Yeah, the fifteenth. Oh, you know what I was thinking? I was was that the day that Michael Cohen was supposed to? It was to... the day Michael Cohen was supposed to supposed to uh, testify. You see, I knew it was something, but I couldn't even remember what. Yeah, but he canceled because he of was threats. being threatened by the president. Although one thing, when I did turn on Twitter this morning, a Politico thing did flash by that said apparently it's he's going to do it on in the later in the month. Yeah, he is. He is. It's also today uh, is his one month jail anniversary. In in oh. uh, he goes to jail in a month. Dan, is there any word on whether or not there's a an any kind of agreement coming about keeping the government open? Uh, he gave some blustery discussions on the State of the Union last night, uh, sort of about it. He once again insisted on a wall or barrier. The way he does that really fucking annoys me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but uh no there's no there's no sense that there's a real agreement in fact bizarrely jared who is in charge of everything is in charge of negotiating uh immigration and the wall and all of that in order to avoid the shutdown but he is going to be in poland next week because there is also a middle east peace uh uh conference thing happening sure so I don't know who's negotiating, but I think it's no one. So that's so cool. we're 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 a week and a half away from this shutdown all happening again. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the Republicans really don't have the stomach for it, but we'll see. Will this is that's what my three year old says. Whenever there's something that he doesn't want to do, he'll go. We'll see. <laughs> That's where we're at. That's where we're at with the shutdown. My three-year-old saying, we'll see. I just Dan, I feel terrible. I apologize to you, Maureen. Of, the, the thought of putting a barrier, which is always abhorrent and insane and ridiculous and not a real idea, but the thought of... I'm just trying to picture it. And the thought of separating any beautiful body of land from another and any peoples from each other, it's just, it also, I don't know. I can't tell if, br- it's a, if it's a sign of where I'm at or where you're at, but when you talk like this, I get very nervous. Why? I don't know. I keep thinking you're going to shift it into something. Mm-mm. I got no agendas, Dan. I just, I just, okay. I love the dignity of life. Okay. And I love the earth that we live on. Okay. That sustains us. I mean, I don't disagree with any of this, but it makes me really nervous. (laughs) The diversity of of life is is a thing of wonder. Just when you see how beautifully everything fits together. Ugh. I was watching an iguana trying to get a leaf off a little baby tree and I saw how adept he was at trying to bend the little branch down and it was just a wonderful thing to see just how he he worked that little branch and was trying to get it and then he eventually got another something else to eat and then he scurried up a tree and he blended in so beautifully with the tree and it, it just just really gets to you you know like how how wondrous this place is this whole planet every part of it is good okay yeah i just think you're i just think you're doing something Mm -mm. listen to that thing behind you that's our that's the other kind of mocking bird and he's a he's a darker one He's a trickster. He does come. He comes down and he he sits on the edge of the pool and he pokes his little beak in and he he chatters at us. Oh, he chatters. It's a beautiful bird. I saw actually a monkey. We have these. They they have these kind of lights that uh, they're they look like big balls and they hang from some of the trees. And he came over the howler monkey and he pulled it up by the string and looked at it because I think he thought it was a big piece of fruit. Are you doing a bit right now? I, I'm so nervous. What are you doing? Who Just are you? Just telling you what's going on. I... 
Just letting you know what's happening, okay. Dan. Okay. All right. Dan. Mm-hmm. It's probably time to wrap. I'm going to get some more coffee. I'm going to get a coconut because I always start the morning with the coconut to kind of rehydrate. Yeah. And um, turns out that gonna hearing have- you s- so relaxed and happy makes me really uncomfortable. And I, I don't like that. Sometimes we walk to town and um, and uh, there's a little cafe. It's all open. There's some dogs that hang out and there's artists that paint in there. And and there's they have like a free like a library thing that's all used books. You can go in and there's loads of them. And then you can have like a fresh pineapple coconut water and everything. You can also get everything vegan. So they'll make you like a vegan bowl or a... You sit and you hang out and everyone's everyone's relaxed. You maybe just grab a book and you read it. And uh you can get like a you know, just something to eat and you know, and it occurs to me that the world gives here in this part, you know, literally coconuts fall from the trees and you can drink them. And um it's harder in other places and that's why you have something like Blue Apron. Uh, damn where it, I, God damn it. You can, um, uh, if, it's, if you're not in a place where a coconut will just fall down and give you a delicious, refreshing, natural drink, and you can use the shell to, to play catch with a dog. This has um, been a fucking setup, hasn't it? All the like, oh, I'm so relaxed and everything. You've just the been. Jay is here again. God damn it. He's majestic. I wish you'd seen the bird that was here the other day. I mean, he was, ex- we, we, we watched him and he watched us and we had a very gentle, soft interaction. Um, he allowed me to take his picture. He practically posed. He was very, he, he understood that I meant him no harm. And um, it was a beautiful interplay of species. Okay. I just, Okay. Says who was brought to you by you, our, our our sponsors on Patreon, and I appreciate more than ever the your generosity and the cooperative nature of this project. Um, we we exist because of you, and the audience is also part of us. Like we are a we are a collective, and we and we thank you for just your massive kindness in the act of listening and of giving. It's just you're making, it's ex- you're freaking me out. And I don't it's know if it's that I'm jealous that you sound so happy and I then I feel bad because it's like I'm drag. I just want to drag you down into the just want to drag you into the muck down back where I am. Dan, or it's because I think that you're not. I think you're doing a fucking bit. But something's wrong. A lot of anger in your voice. I don't but know I what think you're t- I just. Blah. Anger is a natural emotion. It's, and it shouldn't be despised. In like, there's nothing about the human condition to be despised except the parts that are destructive. And if, anger is just an emotion, and it maybe it's going to fuel you to do something great. And I know you've been writing, you've been making, and and the anger has been part of that. Let it be your engine to to create and never to destroy. This is fucking weird. For say five dollars a month, you can get bonus content. Well, we make some some extra podcasts, um, and we'll, you know, we hope you enjoy them. Really, um, but there's different levels, and honestly, we appreciate 
so much. And leaving us a review on iTunes, like, honest, I've been seeing people also, people, when people leave book reviews, it's such an astonishing act of generosity. It really helps the it's book. nothing that but you're saying that I disagree with, but there's, it's just mm-hmm. freaking me out. You just sound different. You don't sound like right. you. What happened? Well, Dan, you know, I think that um, when you step back and look at events, you get a little breathing space. And honestly, the air here is very good to breathe. It's very, it's very nourishing. It's that kind of ionized, it's the Pacific we're outside that we're on and and we're getting a nice Pacific breeze. It's warm, just, but not, if you stay in the shade, it's not too warm. And it, it really fills you and lifts you up. Just, uh, and if you allow it, the ocean will lift you up. No, earlier I said stay, but come back. This weird Maureen, I can't handle it. Come back. I need normal Maureen. I need New York Maureen. I need closet Maureen. I don't need round bed, birds chirping, fucking relaxed Maureen. I need you here with me. Isn't it, a, isn't it astonishing back that in the water shit. just with salt in it, just salt can lift us, you know, and it just water can lift us. Isn't that? Come back. Our theme music is is provided by Ted Leo, who I saw is doing a show at the Bell House in Brooklyn that's going to be a tribute to Dexie's Midnight Runners. And pretty much nothing interests me more than Ted Leo doing a tribute to Dexie's Midnight Runners because I love Ted Leo and I love Dexie's Midnight Runners. It's going to be at the Bell House. Uh, you'll be, I'm sure, on his website. We'll have details. That show sounds just incredibly great. I don't even want to swear, Dan. I don't want to. <sighs> I have no desire to swear. Our logo is des- our logo was designed by Darth. Thank you, Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. Darth. You can email at hey that is h e y at says who podcast dot com. Join the discussion on Facebook at say slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to see us live, we'll be at PodX in Nashville, May 31st through June 2nd. Get your tickets at PodX.com slash says who. Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Join us on February 13th. Oh, wait, that's just before Valentine's Day. Won't that be romantic for our next episode? And my birthday. What? My birthday is the 16th. That's not the 13th. But it's like that whole, you know, week. And um. It's a nice thing. I'm exhausted. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. From the same planet that we all share, that nurtures us all and we're all responsible for, that we're all a part of. We're not separate from it. Oh, here's the bird. We're not separate from any of this. None of this is separate. Simple biology tells us that Just nothing come is. Come back! What... Come back! Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us this gift of your time. Come back! This has been. This has been Says Who. Just. When is your flight? I need to make. I need to know that you're on it. It's on, fri- it's on Friday. Okay. Text me it's from on the Friday airport. Friday afternoon. Text me when you get back. All right. Planes are, when you think about it, Dan, we have the ability to fly. God. Oh.
Dan, you could use a walk on the beach. <laughs>